Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast. In our short form Catching Up With series, this episode we have our friend, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, Juan Pablo Montoya. I just smile when I think of him. He's such an insane SOB, and I say that with nothing but love and reverie. Been meaning to catch up with our boy, as AJ Foyt once dubbed him, Monterior, for a little while now. He and his teammate Dane Cameron at the Accurate Team Penske IMSA DPI program reeled off two consecutive wins, head into this weekend's Salem's Six Hours of the Glen IMSA round after about a, almost a month layoff. And we'll see if they can pull off number three, but just want to catch up with our boy, Mr. Monterier, see how life has been now that he has finally gotten a couple of wins in IMSA after transitioning to sports car racing full-time in 2018 with the captain. Speak a bit about gelling with his teammate, Dane Cameron, who uh, some of you may know. He worked for his uncle for a good while. I've known Dane since he was about two and pooping in his diapers. So really cool to see two really good folks getting some of the success that I knew that they would earn. Wander through a couple of different questions and did our best with the uh, cellular telecommunications connection we had Juan was driving around New York with his family so anyways we tried to do our best would say that all the IMSA talk career talk where you at how long do you want to keep racing stuff which I enjoyed that's the meat of the conversation the most fun part I have to admit a little bit out of left field in terms of not knowing what I was going to get but it was thinking about the recent Formula One controversy in Canada over the uh, the call unfortunately i think that might be what we refer to it uh, for years to come the call that ended up giving lewis hamilton the win and penalizing sebastian vettel then obviously we had another one last weekend with daniel ricardo in france and so just ask juan hey you know you're kind of a formula one driver emeritus now obviously i mean he was a monster in f1 but someone who's now in his 40s uh, no longer doing that full-time, obviously, in F1. Would you ever consider being, you know, one of the guest stewards? Like an Emanuele Piro, Tom Christensen, you name it. And, yeah, classic one. That that was my favorite part of the conversation, which happened to come at the very end. So, these aren't very long. I hope you enjoy it. hope it's hard not to enjoy Monterrier. So, let's get going here with Catching Up with Juan Pablo Montoya. All brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. So, brother, really happy to see where this new IMSA career of yours has been heading of late. You and the Dane Cameron experience and your Acura ARX 05 really seem like you are in a a good place where we can expect, expect you to win, be on podiums. Do you feel that? Yeah, I think we've done a really good job. I mean, uh, I think the results are already due. I think last year we let a lot of love and could never really complete the job, and it was really frustrating. So to actually, you know, get it done and know that we can actually get it done and remember how we get it done. But it's funny because it's no different than any other thing you do. Um, I feel we're, you know, we're competitive, and I feel, you know, we're in a good place. It's... uh, you know, I, it's not easy where we stand, but I think I think it's exciting. I'm excited for the rest of the season. There's some good race trucks coming for us. You just need to make sure, you know, we keep 
you know, the nose clean and we keep executing. And, you know, I think we found a few things in the setup to benefit me personally probably the most. Uh, and I think that made a big difference. What is that thing? Or what are those things that you've been looking for? And obviously we're not giving away any secrets, but, you know, having watched you since your freaking barber sob days, you in a car, you could be on track in a white helmet with a bunch of other drivers with white helmets and nobody knowing who is in the cars and your driving style stands out. But what is the thing that you have needed or been trying to work towards to get in the uh, ARX 05 that you feel is kind of getting there? Um, the mid-corner front grip, to be honest. Uh, you could call my Achilles heel is the amount of understeer you get in the middle of the corner. Because that's something where, you know, you have always been a very front grip dependent driver and that's not a negative at yeah, all but you I mean, no no it's not and dane is the opposite yeah <laughs> i mean not the opposite but he he's more comfortable with more understeer yeah um you know so we we got to a point where he was getting more comfortable and more comfortable and finding more speed and as he was finding more speed and more comfortable i was starting to you know my life was starting to get more miserable and more miserable <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but you know, everybody in the team, you know, JD and all the guys have worked really hard and I think we're in a really good place right now. And that's an interesting thing too, because last year, if we're just looking at driver lineups, it seemed like Ricky and Elio from a driving style standpoint clicked, you know, wanted closer things and were therefore, it seemed like able to stand out a lot this year i'm not saying it's reversed it just seems like there's kind of that parallel you want that equal thing with both of the uh, team penske acuras i love the fact brother that you know going into watkins Glen here uh, you you guys are in second place you and dane ricky and elio are in third uh the action express team with durani and nazar they're only five points up from you it does seem like at the halfway point there's a really good fight going on here for whatever the championships can end up being. I think it's still early days. Right now we've got good momentum in our side. We've got good things going for us. There, you know, there's never a given. Uh, you cannot assume everything is done and you, everything is golden and pretty and peach. But I think, you know, we're in a good place. I think we're, we're solid. We're strong. I think we both do a really good job. And, you know, I, I think we're, even from last year, I think we were so well balanced. Just, I think our side with strategy and a few things could never really get it executed. And this year, you know, things seem to be clicking and clicking and clicking. So uh, I think it's great. Step away a little bit from the car and the championship and such. So you're now a year and a half into your IMSA career. I'm asking a dumb question because I know the answer, but you're accustomed to dumb questions from me. How much are you enjoying yourself? How much are you enjoying the culture uh, showing up to races, seeing from fans. I mean, you again, brother, from IndyCar to NASCAR to F1, you've been in a lot of paddocks. You've been to a lot of autograph sessions. What are you seeing and liking about this new uh, this new culture for you and IMSA? I think it's amazing. I, I love it. For me, the schedule is very good. It fits really well my needs at this point, where my kids, you know, racing, and I've got a few people that I look after. But at the same time, I still want to drive the car. I still... You know, I want to kick somebody, you know, everybody's size when I'm in the car and be quicker than anybody. But when you can have both things, 
there, there's no wrong on it. You know what I mean? Say, how about from a, I guess, I don't know if settling standpoint, but. Oh, I love it. Uh, I really, I really do love it. I think it's the cars, in my opinion, are probably the most fun cars I've driven since the Formula One car. Wow. From the, you know, interaction between the driver, uh, how the car handles and the interaction between the driver and the team. Um, because you're not really, res- you're restricted, but you're not really, there's a lot of leeway in things that you can do, you know, if you've got good ideas, you know I mean? Like in, in IndyCar you have, or NASA, you have a good idea and it's just a good idea. Mm. Here you have a good idea and it can get executed. And I think for me, that goes a long way. Let's talk a little bit about some of your rivals, because I know that you have come to enjoy battling with some of the, uh, the drivers and other teams that again, for the most part were, were somewhat many of them, not all, but many of them were somewhat new to you. Uh, when you started this in 2018 with the team, with team Penske, but you know, I look at the action express folks, uh, I look at the Wayne Taylor racing guys. I look at the Mazdas and, you know, look at a variety of other teams. There's some, not everyone here has raced an IndyCar or F1 that you're going up against, but I, I'm fairly confident you look at some of them and say, yeah, I got to go up against some badasses here. Yeah, you always do. You know what I mean? It's always under guys that know the series, understand what it takes. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, when you're racing against people that really know what they're doing. And that makes anybody's life hard. So let's talk a little bit about the future, Mr. Monterrier. I mean, it's not as if I don't know. Well, yeah, it's I mean, it's not as if Rogers never... kicking you out of the car anytime soon. We don't want you to go away. But I mean, if you had the opportunity to stay here and do this three, four, five more years or whatever, is that something where you could? I would love to. Really? That's 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 my goal. You want to be an old man driving sports cars? I like that. Yeah. I would have never yeah. predicted that though. Honestly, I I wanna remember uh, the reason I always race. Is because they love racing. No bullshit, no politics, no, you know what I mean? For me, it's all about the pleasure of driving a car and going fast and trying to win races. That's all I really care about. Let's close on a couple of things. So coming into this team, obviously you knew that that crazy Brazilian, Castro Neves. Tell me a little bit about this somewhat quiet kid, Ricky Taylor, uh, and also Dane Cameron. I mean, I'm convinced that if Roger said, hey, we're going to add a few more indie cars to our program, these are two guys that could succeed pretty quickly. But curious what you see in them that you didn't know about when you got there. Um, I knew quite a bit about Ricky from, you know, from the Taylor Brothers on the team. Because I remember I raced against them in the, in the 24 hours yep. before when I was with Ganassi. Uh, and they were never a big fan of me. <laughs> <laughs> Like many of us who just, you know, openly hate you. You're the worst person ever. Exactly. Nothing nothing you can do about it. And I'm okay with that. Um, probably the one that I knew the least was Dane. I mean, because Dane came, you know, I think, I, you know, he's a little younger as well. And, but, you know, I, I always followed you, so I knew who he was, but I was never knew him personally. And... You know, from day one, we had a good relationship, and, you know, I consider him, honestly, a friend of mine today, and we're good friends. We have a good relationship, and 
I think we both care for each other and want to make sure the best for each other. So it's it's pretty cool, honestly. It is really, really cool, the type of relationship we have. And not only, honestly, not only with Dane, but with Ricky and and, and with Ellie as well. We are, we do, you know, we're very competitive within the team to try to beat the other car. But at the same time, we work together really well. And, you know, at the end of the day, making sure Acura and everybody HPD and Team Penske gets home and manage to celebrate wins and great results. Let's extend the, uh, the pool a little bit here. So obviously you're not going out to three drivers for each car this weekend at Watkins Glen, but you will have one more round where you do. Tell me about having Pagano in the team, and, and I guess even more having Rossi uh, there. I mean, I, I don't know if you knew Rossi very well at all, kind of as he was coming in. I didn't IndyCar. know him well at all, and it, it's, I think he's like the different guy. He does a good job. He's fast in the car, and it's just different. You know, he's been doing a really good job in the IndyCar. It's, it's very methodical way of working, and uh, very you know, he's very... He knows what he wants and he's very quiet and determined. Um, and Simon, Simon's good. I mean, Simon is kind of, it's funny because Simon is the guy that tells you, I'll do my things, but you know, I mean, don't, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll make sure, I'll bring the car, I'll go from point A from, you know, from A to B and I'll give you the car at B and that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's close on something totally out of left field. If you ever dreamed, in the future of being an FIA Formula One guest steward for an event, would I be safe in saying that after Canada and then again last weekend with Ricardo getting penalized, you're uh, you're definitely not going to raise your hand for that job? I wouldn't mind doing it, honestly. I'm surprised they never invited me to do it. Really? <laughs> I am, on honestly. Well, the thing is, you are cold-blooded, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like, you're just black and white. It is what it is. So you might actually be the perfect steward, but I don't know if you'd like the heat coming from it, if you made a call people didn't like, or I, I if really you'd care. I really didn't care. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, uh, if, you really, if you're a steward and you care what people think, you're in trouble. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, what, it's what it is, and I think you need to be, you know what I mean? I think it would be cool, honestly. I think it would be something pretty interesting. Um, because I, you know, I've been on the other side and I've, you know, I mean, I've raised long enough to understand why they make the calls sometimes they make. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, you look at the new trucks with all the asphalt runoffs and everything and they say it's a lot safer, but brings silly problems like this that people take advantage of it. Why wouldn't you? How do you feel about the policing in terms of era, right? Because if we think about you know how things are I today. A lot, a lot of that happens, a lot of that actually comes from driver's meetings where the drivers want to, oh, we need to police it better. Oh, we need to control the limits better. You know what I mean? Mm. So the stewards go and say what the drivers want, and then they get penalized, and they come out saying, Probably the guys that bitched the most in the driver's meeting is the guy that got penalized and came out and said that it was outrageous. <laughs> That's kind of the way it works. I just love the fact that Vettel, coming out of Canada, I think he was the the people's champion. Everyone was very sympathetic towards him for a moment, and it feels like, I could be wrong, but it feels like, but then he just kept going. 
and going and going and almost i think maybe turn people against him in a matter of a week or two like come on dude now everything in the sport is wrong because of one corner at one race that didn't go the way you felt it should i don't know man well i love the idea of juan montoya formula one race steward that would be the most awesome thing in the world because i know you would be making the calls that you felt were right and would not give the slightest of shits about it that's the way but that's the way it needs to be yeah i'm with you i don't know why they haven't asked i don't know why folks haven't realized you might actually be the perfect guest steward yeah yeah man it's not about pleasing people it's about getting the job done and whatever is right and whatever is wrong you know speaking about what's right you know we love you my man and i look forward to uh you guys seeing what you can do going for three in a row this weekend I don't know if you feel that's a possibility or if... Uh, yeah, I mean, it should be a, a strong race for us. Being a six-hour race, anything can happen. And if you look at the forecast with rain, is anybody's game? You know what I mean? If it's raining this, uh, in the in the fire, you know, in the, in the, during the weekend, then it's it's a matter of surviving the day and, you know, I'll, uh, damage limitation. And then you move on to the ones that you can actually win. Remembering what your ARX 05 entry did in particular in the rain at Daytona. Yeah, I bet you guys are uh, are praying for that right now. All right, brother. Well, I know you're trying to enjoy a little bit of downtime with the family there in New York. So thanks, as always, for calling in, my friend. And I look forward to seeing you soon. All right, let's talk to you soon.